0: Welcome, soul family, to another episode of Awaken with Carla, a podcast that empowers you to awaken your mind, nurture your body, heal your heart, and nourish your soul. I'm your host, Carla, and I'm so thrilled to have you here with me today. As you know, in each episode, we explore the realms of health, wellness, spirituality, mindset, and manifestations all with the intention to guide you towards unlocking your highest potential. Together, we'll embark on a transformational journey of self-discovery, where we'll gain practical tools, inspiring insights, and personal stories that will inspire you to create positive changes in your life. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to take a moment to express my gratitude to all of you amazing listeners. Your support and enthusiasm for this podcast has been truly heartwarming. It's incredible to see this community growing and thriving, and I'm honored to be a part of this journey. As you know, one of the things that makes Awaken with Carla so special is the opportunity that we have to learn from incredible guest speakers who are experts in their respective fields. Their wisdom and experience brings a wealth of knowledge to each episode, inspiring us all to live our best lives. So, without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. And I'm delighted to introduce our guest speaker, Liz Keats. Liz is a certified international life purpose and spirituality coach. She lives in the beautiful East Sussex in England. She's a lifelong learner, mindfulness teacher, sound healer, and world traveler who loves mama nature. Liz loves to help women to own their power and live purposeful, soul-led lives. I had the privilege to dive deep into this fascinating conversation with Liz And I hope that you find this information as insightful as I have. In this episode, we're going to explore what it means to go from a life shock to having a life shift. Liz shares her unique perspective, her own personal story, as well as some practical tools that can help you to transform your life in profound ways, especially if you're going through a major life shift. Whether you're seeking guidance on physical health, emotional well-being, spiritual awakening, or aligning your mindset for success, you're in the right place. Our intention is to provide you with the tools and inspiration you need to create a life filled with abundance, purpose, and meaning. So get ready to ignite your curiosity, expand your consciousness, and awaken the extraordinary that lies within you. Let's dive into today's episode of Awaken with Carla. Thank you for joining me again on this incredible journey. And remember that the power to transform lies within you. Quick reminder before we jump in. If you enjoy this episode, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, or download the episode, depending on wherever you're listening to this. So let's dive right in. Hello. Welcome, Liz. Thank you so much for being here today. How are
1: you? Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. And um, yeah, I feel excited to be here. Uh, slightly nervous, but excited. And I'm good. Thank you. Yes. Well, I'm so happy to have you
0: here today. Um, I know one of the things that you and I chatted about um, was sort of this idea and this concept of you know, going through a major life shock or a major sort of crisis or event in our life, which eventually or inevitably leads to um, creating major shifts or major transformation in your life. And so I wanted to spend some time chatting with you a little bit about that today and um, really wanted to, you know, get your story and and hear your story with uh, sort of that experience because I know that we both mentioned um, that was one of the things that you've experienced in your life. And um, I can certainly say that I've had a similar, you know, we each have our own versions of the story, but a similar situation in my life where, you know, I had a major event that sort of propelled me into, you know, shifting and transforming my life into something completely different from where I was. So um, I'd like to start off uh, just by hearing a little bit more about your experience and your situation. And um, yeah, so if you don't mind
1: sharing with us today. Age 43, 2015. I was living in London and um, living with my husband, working as a therapist and a counselor, um, working for an organization, working a little bit private practice. And, um, as it happens out of the blue, I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer, a rare form of breast cancer. So that was my massive, um, life shock. Um, there were things in the background at the time that I felt that change was afoot and I didn't really know what it was, but I think that was my unconscious mind trying to communicate something. I was certainly very stressed in my life at the time and um, for various reasons around work. I love the work, but i been working for a big organization for a lot of time and I just think I was tired of that, you know, and was ready for change and um, And so, uh, I received the diagnosis and literally went into shock. Um, and within a couple of weeks, I, um, had had a full mastectomy with delayed reconstruction, which basically meant that I was 13 months without a breast. Um, and that for me was very traumatic. Um, being honest, my breasts were my favorite part of my body. And, uh, it really did impact on my self-esteem and, um,
0: yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I can
1: imagine that
0: you know anyone in that situation would would be sort of shocked. I mean, people experience things that are maybe not so as dramatic or sort of life altering, and yet you know they experience um, sort of this shock in their life with things that are you know uh, much more minor to an extent. Um so thank you so much for sharing uh, that. Um, can you also maybe share with us what were some of the initial challenges that you faced like immediately after? So I know you mentioned sort of the self-esteem, but were there other things that were happening in your life that um, were you know, that you were sort of confronted with some of these challenges as you were facing this you know new situation in your life?
1: Yeah, um I was, Like I said, working for a a big organisation, there was huge amounts of change going on. I was really actually very stressed and not living the most healthy lifestyle. Um, I think that I was, you know, maybe overindulging in different ways. And yeah, I just feel like my stress levels were really high. And um, there was a lot going on in other areas of my life. Um, Unless you want me to go into them, I, I won't. But... Um, I'm happily married so that was all very supportive but my actual um, other factors in my life were quite stressful and so that was the lead up there was a lot of stress going on and like I say this kind of premise of thinking I felt that there was something there that I couldn't quite get to and then of course the diagnosis came so I know that answers your question but one thing I would add is when I received the diagnosis having no um breast cancer in my family that I'm aware of even somewhat extended I was and being a rare unusual type of breast cancer I was just kind of flawed um and so that was the initial just like coming to terms with it like just being hit it was literally a whole embodied trauma It just felt so traumatizing and I I remember that I'd kind of wake up and just the first thing that would come to my mind is I have cancer and that was really took me a while to kind of digest it shall we say. Right right so what were some of the things that maybe you did to help you start
0: working through that denial that um, um, lack of acceptance of what was maybe showing up in your life like what were some of the things that helped you to start accepting and to start looking at the challenge you were being faced with in a, in a new way or in a different way.
1: Yeah. Um I think some of the things that I that really helped me, um, and I think within most people, when you have that initial big shock and surgeries and then within 16 months I'd had five surgeries, one was a major surgery, that you you know it's that kind of stop starting. So I then was you know, finding ways to keep myself calm. I had been meditating in the past. um, And meditation became a big thing for me that was really important. Um, So I couldn't do initially, I was unable to do my the longer meditations, because it just felt too confronting. So I'd say like, mindfulness of body and breath, uh, three step or three minute um, breathing spaces, so that became part of my my practice, and also um, nature was huge for me. I lived in London, but I actually lived next to uh, part of the um, remainder of the ancient woodland of London, and it makes me actually feel even emotional saying it now because it was an absolute lifesaver for me. Um, when I wasn't recovering from surgeries, I'd go on long walks and just spend time. Walking, because I really found that movement really helped. Being in nature, it was kind of summer, it was a pretty good summer as I remember it. (laughs) And so that just connecting and just sitting and just looking at the microcosm of nature and the macrocosm. Gardening, my support network. Um, You know, there were certain people who were were really there for me. Um, So, you know, that was really where I started um, in the process. And I was able to more kind of become more embodied in it, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. And then I can say more, if you like, about the, you know, other steps around that, you know, as time, you know, the weeks went on. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, then I was opened up to more different things that I was able to access and make use of. Mm -hmm. So, um, initially those were things such as different healing modalities, um, to, uh, release trauma in the body. Um, I actually um, went back into therapy, um, which I don't think is that uncommon, after a little while, just to help me to kind of, you know, have a space for that and not feel like I was overburdening other people or just having somebody there in that professional capacity was massive for me. And then um I don't know whether to say this at this point, but and as time went on, it was just different things at different times. Um, yeah. Right. So um I, I
0: love how you mentioned, you know, uh, exploring different different alternative healing modalities. Um how you mentioned something that helped, possibly helped
1: with uh dealing with trauma in the body. What can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, um I, I did a lot of kind of like hands on healing, like Reiki, that type of, you know, yes. um, I, I, I went to um, sacred sites. Uh, it's been a big thing for me, visiting and grounding in sacred sites. So just to stay a little bit with the healing modality, some of that was like EMDR. Um, I uh, also had, um, like I say, different forms, I had like angelic healing or Reiki healing. And um, I think I just got, What well, I don't think, I know, I was just led at different points, not all at once, you know? Right. And, um, you know, retreats, I'm trying to think of any, oh, craniosacral was really, really useful as well. Oh,
0: can you tell me a little
1: bit more about that? I'm not I'm not That's sure that is. I know too much about. Yeah, it's a very subtle movement where they, um, they work with the tides of, of your body, where, they, where she held my head and I don't even understand fully how it works, but it's subtle movement in the person's hand and attention and energy. And you could feel trauma leaving the body at different points, um, unspiralling, sometimes have images that would uh, arise um, that were relevant to, you know, at the time. That also happened for me with things like Reiki and other types Mm. of um, healing. Um, I also, I think a, a big part also was becoming educated around, you know, supplements and you know, alternative uh, therapies. Um, I worked with um, alternative people uh, that use diet and supplementation and things like that. Um, yeah. Colonics, you know, <laughs> all the nice things. <laughs>
0: No, I thank you for sharing. That's really been something that I, I say that we have in common with our journey is that, you know, it, it was so important for me to find that healing and find, um, you know, a place where my my health was sort of back in, in in balance or in alignment. And so, like you, I experimented and tried all kinds of different healing modalities and really had to learn how to eat properly and put the right nutrients in my body and you know we we think that we're eating properly when we you know have our typical meals as long as you're not eating fast food every day and you're cooking at home you think that you know you're eating well but in fact when we actually look at some of the things that we do eat mm-hmm. a lot of that stuff is is actually not good for our body and so it really does taking learning so much about your mindset, your emotions, your physical well-being in order to bring true healing into balance. Yeah, and that, that's something that I teach, you know, my students is that um, if we're looking for true health or true wellness or, um, you know, overcoming our mental or emotional sort of blocks, then we need to bring all of those areas into perfect harmony really into into perfect balance
1: i completely agree i think that it's the holistic holistic aspect isn't it it's mind body soul and for me it was very much about you know getting grounded contacting getting in contact with nature you know getting that place first and then moving forward from that having the different healing modalities i'm sure some more will spring to mind i did have a lot but not all at once And, um, you know, also um, the spiritual aspect, you know, going on the inner journey. And I think trauma release, however that is expressed for the individual is absolutely key. I know not not all life shocks are obviously ill health, but I do know that, you know, I would say all if not most life shocks involve, you know, an assault on the, the nervous system and so it's so important for us to take care of ourselves holistically within that the spiritual emotional yeah
0: I agree I agree and and once there's a, as soon as there's an assault on the nervous system it immediately imprints trauma in the body and and that trauma will eventually lead to um you know having physical ailments or physical conditions like chronic diseases or you know as as you experience you know life life altering situations that that can happen in the body and you know that is as a result of a lot of the trauma that we hold on to or a lot of the emotions that we hold on to because our body unfortunately we've sort of come away from you know practices and 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 things that um, would help us to deal with that trauma or help us to process that trauma um, but in today's society, we're not, we're not necessarily exposed to some of these tools or some of these practices that allow us to process the trauma. And so we, we hold on to it. And when we, when we hold on to it, it stays tra- trapped mm-hmm. in our body and on our organs and that, you know, eventually it, it wreaks havoc in, on our health. So it's, it's so important to, to process the trauma and to process our emotions
1: absolutely and i think what's key in my opinion um, with that within that is that it's doing what's right for us at any given point um so you know at some points one particular therapy or one particular modality was right for me and then it's like listening to the inner guidance and releasing that and doing something else um and also you know from my work with sole purpose coaching i feel that also, when we're stuck in a lifestyle or a life or a career that no longer serves us, that that can really reinforce that stuck energy and um, being, you know, affect our nervous system and, you know, our, our happiness. Um, actually, if I may, I want to say something about happiness and joy in all of this is very early on, that was a something that I realised was so healing is to have fun, laughter, you know, cause it's not all about the serious, you know, spiritual you know, it's, that's all good too. Um, but it's that balance. I'm a believer in balance in all things. And we need to laugh. We need to do enjoyable things. You know, three weeks after my surgery, I went, we went on holiday and it was planned. It was, I think it was less than three weeks actually. I was still healing. And I'm like, no, I'm going, you know, we took it easy, but it was the best thing I did was to not be fearful and go. So, yeah, I think. And not to stay in that sort of um,
0: energy of being or of sort of, you know, having just come out of surgery, you know, you tend to, um, as you said, you tend to take it more easy you you go light on yourself and that's great that certainly wasn't bad it's not like you're necessarily looking to not be easy on yourself or go easy but mm. it's a different energy when you're just sitting at home mm. and trying to recover versus maybe going out and doing those fun things and and like you said when we inject in and bring laughter and joy into our life we can actually heal faster than if you were just sitting at home you know for weeks and weeks on end recovering from you know the surgery and, and all the trauma that that you were dealing with.
1: Absolutely it's something that it makes you realize for me one thing happened in my life shock and I don't know if this others will relate to this Um, it doesn't matter whether because life shocks come in all forms of you know it could be a life uh, ill health it could be a bereavement a relationship breakdown a loss of job or income you know all of those things and um it's just so important for us to take care of ourselves within all of that come up for me it's like the importance of having a higher energy and frequency because of course that attracts to us health and well-being you know yes absolutely
0: Absolutely. Now, you mentioned earlier that um, you sort of knew that what you were going through, what you were experiencing, was leading you towards maybe uh, that life transformation or a life shift, right? You you said earlier on that you had a feeling that this was going to bring about something uh, transformational in your life. What were some of the things that? Uh, gave you those signs like what what helped you to know that that was what might be coming
1: do, um, do you mean after um after i was diagnosed um i think but the transformation that came from my life shock was that initial sense of you know it's an old cliche for a reason you know this isn't a dress rehearsal And when I was waiting for um, different test results to come back and I didn't know which way it was going to go, there was that sense of, is this it for me? You know, and you know, is this, is my life going to be cut short? Um, And that really was a wake up call. And I think what emerged from that um, was very powerful because it made me review my life. And there were certain things that I was very happy with and very happy in my marriage, my relationship you know, certain friendships, Um, I knew my career needed to change that I although I loved being a therapist, and i had done that for 10 years, that expression of life purpose had come to an end. And it was challenging to let go, but I let go of that. Um, And so it made me reevaluate just stop and think what's working, what's not working, and release and let go of the some of the things that weren't working. And I knew, even though saying goodbye to my job, and my career was like, oh, you know, gasp. <laughs> I, knew it was, I knew it was the right thing to do. And it was, and it led me on to, um, you know, what I'm doing now, which is now I'm, I'm a big believer in, you know, we all have a, an essence in our life purpose, that who we are at core and soul level, but it's expressed at different, in different ways at different times in our lives. And so although there are overlaps between coaching and um, being a therapist or counsellor, it's also a different energy for me personally. And so this is a, an expression that I've now moved into that feels more in alignment. And I love working with, you know, women in this way. Um, lifestyle, I it changed a lot around my lifestyles, I've already mentioned. And just to say that, you know, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know of course I'm not perfect in that we are not linear beings living a linear experience we are cyclical we're not perfect and so within all of this it's important that we you know when we fall back into old habits or we feel that we've messed up or not done as well as we might have that we bring lots of kindness and compassion towards ourselves i think that's one thing i've really learned because one of my messages i used to receive from a lot of people is don't be so hard on yourself liz and um and it's that sense of and that's really where the my mindfulness comes in is that um is that sense of the mindful attitudes, I don't know if you've heard of those kind of mindful attitudes, I've, you know, later on, <laughs> as you know, I've got my, um, uh, you know, meditation and workbook that I'm, uh, you know, making available. And within that is I have my kind of interpretation of the mindful attitudes, and they really, really help me, because that's all about kindness and self compassion towards ourselves, which yes. is absolutely key, because none of us are perfect. And we do slip in back into habits sometimes, or we're not always doing as well as we think we should be. Does that make sense? Yes,
0: absolutely. we're
1: so hard on ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. And I, I
0: agree, we, we have to practice much more compassion with ourselves. And I think once we start there, then it becomes so much easier to offer compassion to others. Oh, but we are our own worst critics and... When we're constantly criticizing ourselves, it makes it so much easier for us to see the faults and cast judgment on others, right? But, you know, as you mentioned, when we start to practice compassion with ourselves, then that we can extend that to others. And I think that could be, you know, a starting point for creating massive change in our world.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that's part of it that, that kind of life shock reevaluation the inner journey, the releasing of trauma, all those things. And kind of, you know, and and within all of that a bit later on with the, you know, coaching to get really clear on what we need as well. I mean, that's been transformative for me. Um, I think that's been one of the biggest wake-up calls and not wake-up calls. It's been one of the, the biggest things is like making me stop, have the inner journey, really listening. And now when I, when I feel like I'm doing too much I just think nothing's worth my health and I will literally stop myself and say okay does this really need to be done today or in this moment or and you know I'll actually give myself a talking to so to speak um much better than I used to absolutely that's that's
0: wonderful yeah I mean we have we all need to do that we all need to you know pause and reflect inwards and Go on that um, sort of journey where we can be honest with ourselves and ask ourselves these really like hard questions, like like you mentioned, and just say, is this really necessary? Is it worth what I'm compromising? Whether it's our health, um, our you know financial well being, our mental well being, our family, um, our friendships, is it is it really worth compromising some of those things in our life? Right?
1: Absolutely. And one thing if I may put it in here is it's not just the things that we do. It's also the things we don't do, or we, we put boundaries around. So something I feel like it's important for me to share is other than kind of going out there and seeking help from others and going inwards to receive my own guidance, which I think, you know, we are sovereign beings. We, that's ultimately what we need to be following. You know, we can get, we need help and assistance from others, absolutely. particularly, we, you know, that whole word selfish needs to be reframed. You know, when we're when you have a life shock and, you know, if you're ill or you've had your immune system compromised in some way, you need to come back to yourself mm-hmm. and really nourish and nurture yourself. And I believe that once we do that, that we can then help those from the overflow of the carp, if you like. Yeah. So what I also want to add here is, um, the, that there was you know a relationship or sometimes there's relationships where we need to be more boundaried so when we've had a life shock or something's happened in our lives and we know that something is depleting our energy it's it's toxic or however you put it and i'm not saying this in a blaming way to individuals at all because everyone's going through what they're going through but sometimes we need to put boundaries in place and um we need to distance ourselves from certain people or certain energies because I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer that we, you know, I like that quote, you, um, your word is your wand. Um, that everything we, and I extend that to everything we say outwardly, everything we say in, internally, so in our mind everything we allow in through our senses will have an effect on us and it becomes the quality of your life right so you know what we eat what we listen to what we um say to ourselves you know do you find some people you know talk to themselves in a way they never talk to their friends so it's all of those things is what do we allow in right and that can be, and that's also relationships. If somebody, when you're recovering in some way, particularly um, is pushing you know, boundaries and that needs to be redressed, then this is the time in life. <laughs> it's always the time, but it, you, you can't afford not to do it at these times. Um, recently, just a simple example. I was at the cinema, first time probably ever I walked out of the film because it wasn't I hadn't gone to a horror or anything terrible, but it just didn't sit right with me. I was feeling really uncomfortable. I was feeling, you know, my anxiety was going up. And I'm like, I actually don't need this. Yeah. So it's those little decisions that we become more attuned to. Yes, I love that. I love that. Um, and it's, an, it's
0: important to, for us to really get to that point where we can set those boundaries, we really need to go in on that inward journey and, and understand what our priorities, what are our values, what are, what are our beliefs, so that when we are faced with these situations, we can set those boundaries, right? Because had you not, had you not taken the time to really discover what is important to you, then, you know, we would be, we would continue to just chuck along and allow all of the stimulation from the outside world sort of, into our realm and ultimately it affects us and we we don't always realize that but you know what we listen to as you said what we watch what we eat what we consume in any way whether it's physical or it's you know our attention it has an impact on our lives and uh, on ourselves ultimately and so it is really important to, as you mentioned, to go on that journey so that you can set those boundaries so that you know when, if you're in an environment or in a situation that is bringing up the anxiety or is making you feel uncomfortable, if you if you didn't know that about yourself, then you would just stay in that situation and continue to allow that situation to transpire, which would, you know, inevitably lead to, um, sort of triggering that trauma or triggering those um, emotions or those mental thoughts or those mindsets, um, sort of that negative self-talk that we all have, it would reactivate and it would trigger that over and over again. Whereas, you know, by making that decision or being clear on who you are, you can set that boundary and say, you know what, when I, when I'm in this situation, I feel like this, or I start to think this, or I start to believe this, And so it's important for me to recognize that and help and and remove myself from those situations so that, you know, you're creating those healthy boundaries or you're not triggering or activating things that are going to lead you to believe or reinforce an ideology or a belief system about yourself that is not even true because so many of us have belief systems about who we are and what we are that have been sort of ingrained in us from when we were younger but are are the furthest from the truth of who we actually are mm.
1: Mm. yeah so totally. yeah yeah I totally agree it's um we really it, it, we really need to be mindful of the situations we put ourselves in and I hear a lot of people I hear clients saying things like but it, that's quite challenging to do and it's and, and one of the things I would say it's like a muscle it's like know it's like going to the gym the first time you went to the gym i don't go to the gym i don't like it i like yoga (laughs) just as an analogy or first time you did an asana you know and you can't get into downward dog you don't do it the first time um but you know it's not giving up it's kind of going back to it and back to it with ease and grace and that must those muscles will you know develop and it's the same with boundaries you know it might be difficult to say no initially to certain people and I, one little hack I like is if you know if, if you're always saying yes to everything or yes to a certain person, it's just taking that pause and saying, taking a deep breath and say, you know, something simple like, can I? I'll, I'll get back to you on that. I need to go to my diary or whatever it is, rather than that knee jerk finding yourself in that situation repeatedly. Um, yeah, kind of reminds me. Of, I don't know if you know the poem. Um, by Portia Nelson called, uh, I think it's like Life in Five Chapters. Do you know that one? No, It's about, yeah, it's about, you know, walking down the street and then eventually walking around the pothole. And then in, in, in time, we go down another street. We don't even go down the same street, you know. Right, right, exactly. We start <laughs> to learn from our lessons, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And on that note, what what would you say were some of the biggest lessons that you've learned from this experience, both about yourself and about sort of life in general?
1: Mm, that is a big question. Um, it's a it's a great question. It's uh, there's so much I could say. <laughs> um, I think that being so generous and kind towards ourselves, and you know through that kind of practice whatever your practice is is developing that observer self observer self so that we can see all that chitter chatter and not always be enmeshed in it but rather we can respond rather than react more more frequently and be kind to ourselves when we fall into the old traps um so I might just mix this all into one actually, but it's kind of that sense that we're stronger than we ever believe we are. We're more powerful, that we are sovereign beings and that what is, in my opinion, the most important thing is, yes, listen to advice and go outward and get all the helping, helping, (laughs) all the help, the coaching, the therapy, whatever you need, but ultimately it comes back to you developing that relationship with yourself so that you can trust your, your, yourself and knowing, I know this is quite a long answer, but also knowing that, okay, sometimes we receive a download from the universe and some, we make big leaps and bounds and jumps and that's wonderful. But more often than not, it's, it's the little steps, the little decisions we take every day. Um, that lead us in that that right direction. Um yeah, I've said some of the other stuff I think along the way but oh, I, I love that. Thank you for sharing.
0: Um you did mention um that you know, it's it's about going on that inward journey and and, and you might have answered some of this or or shared some of this along the way but Um, What are some things or some practices or tools that someone can use to go on that inward journey so that they can begin to trust themselves? Mm -hmm. Because that is one of the things that people struggle most with um, is, you know, maintaining or or having a practice or something that allows them to go inwards, but that builds the trust.
1: Yeah, it cut out a little bit there. I didn't hear the last bit, sorry. Oh, sorry, and wants all... to build that trust. Yeah. I think it's, um, so in terms of practical, in terms of practices, I really do believe there's not a one size fits all. And so it's finding something that you enjoy that fits with your values, that, that just sits right with you. And if it's something like meditation, not thinking that we have to sit in, i know the lotus pose for hours on end you know um you may get to that point you may not but it's it's you know just doing bite-sized pieces particularly when you're coming out of a life shock because often it can be challenging to go too deeply and too quickly um so it's like and playing with that edge you know so if you're doing a meditation starting with the shorter meditations and building up and knowing that if anything arises that's challenging that we can just, we can move away with it. We can work with the edge of that. You know what I mean? And Always using our breath. We have everything in our body that we need. We have our breath, we have our feet put on the ground, to ground. You have your breath, you have your body. I use one of the things I didn't mention, I can't believe it because I'm, <laughs> I'm a sound healer as well, is sound. I use sound every day. I use tuning forks. So it's just, it's a ritual you know, having an altar, I I have an altar that I I dress regularly, Um, the cycles of the moon, sometimes not, it's doing, it's, that sounds like a lot, but you don't have to do them all at once, so it's kind of having that space, that physical space and that inner space. Trying to think if there's anything else, so yeah, I think my main message there is finding like a practice, it could be a meditation, it could be yoga, it could be walking in nature and that was massive for me that is a spiritual practice actually you know i connect with the divine through nature that's a big part getting your hands in soil you know um so i really do think that it's finding what works for you and not getting caught in that mindset of oh well everybody else is doing this i must stick with it If, if it's not resonating then put it aside and try something else is that kind of awesome? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love
0: that. And that's an important message for people to, to walk away with, because I think, as you mentioned, we, we get caught up in, um you know, doing the practice because we've been told that it works for others or that we've been told it's great. Yet, you know, if it's not working for us, we're, you know, continuing to sort of, you know plug ahead and move forward with resistance and the minute we have resistance towards something then it doesn't work it needs to come with a free flow energy it needs to be able to move through us and feel easy and feel like you know it's something that we enjoy doing and so if you know we're we're practicing something that feels like we're resisting it then it's important to just move on to something else find something else that resonates more
1: with who we... yeah I mean if that continued if everything we try is kind of like that then we might want to take regroup and think hang on what's happening here <laughs> yeah but exactly then, you know um, it might just be um you know an avoidance because you know there might be an unconscious kind of sense of oh I'm concerned of what will arise or you know so it's just kind of keeping those things in check you know, and and also, as I think I said this earlier, but it's like what works now and this month, you might do it for a while. That might be released in something new. You practice something new, something different. Yes, yes. But the important part is
0: having that time and space for yourself to go inwards, to just pause, to you know, take a few moments from the chaos of life and just you know, get connected to your breath, get connected to, uh, you know, nature, as you said. And that was one of the things for me that, and, and still continues to be one of the practices or or tools that I leverage is just going on a long walk in nature and, you know, just taking in that fresh air and just, you know, really connecting to the sounds and and everything that's in my surroundings, rather than sort of tuning out and being you know forced into this sort of 3d dense energy that you know we all experience um on on this earth right it's it's very dense energy and we have to find ways to um connect with you know higher frequencies and nature is is a great a great resource
1: yeah i love that and i think I think you touched upon something really important, which I think is, yes, we can have our daily practices or rituals or altars or, you know, Oracle cards, whatever is our thing. But it's knowing that throughout the day, just taking, you know, just putting your hand on your heart and taking a few deeper breaths while your feet are firmly on the ground as many times through the day or when you walk out in nature, just looking up at the sky and, taking a few deep breaths and just taking it all in you know making our lives a practice rather than this segmentation you know um i think that's so important and we and i do find that beautiful and the grand design really of of who we are which is part of the oneness and i think that's so important to you know acknowledge that behind all of the noise of our know some of our fixed mindsets and all the rest of it behind all of that is the stillness and that is who we truly are and we're part of that one was part of that oneness and part of the whole and we are divine beings and as you've said about you know stepping out of the program you know we need to step out of that you know the program that we all find ourselves in um All the advertising, all the noise around us that makes us not feel good enough. How how much of that are we letting in? Turn it off. (laughs) I haven't watched the news for two years. (laughs) Yes, neither. (laughs) So, you know, it's not to say I'm ignorant and don't stay up to date. um, But don't keep traumatizing traumatizing ourselves with all this kind of outward noise. How's that
0: helping? Yeah. And, you know, I feel like part of this experience is, I like to refer it as like a sort of like a video game, like we're we're inside a simulation and we have all of these things coming at us all the time, but it's really on us to pick and choose where we invest our energy or pick and choose where you know we put our attention because that's ultimately what's going to help us or lead us to you know conquering the. Um, the challenge or being able to sort of move up to the next level and I for me I have found that you know when I stay tuned into the um, sort of the energy and the frequency of the video game you know, stay stay focused on all the things that are being thrown at me all the time, it becomes very challenging to find the problem or find the solution, solve the solution for that level that I'm sort of playing at in my video game before I can up-level. And the more I sort of go on that inward journey and tune in and connect to nature and connect to ultimately the divine, myself, my higher self and divine and connect to others, the, that's where I find the, the answers to the problems that allow me to move on to the next level in the game. And, you know, over the last few years as I start sort of disconnecting more and more from this 3D world, the easier I'm have, the easier I'm finding it to, um, you know, tune in to the divine. Tune in to those messages. Tune in to the guidance that is helping me along in this game, in this journey we call life.
1: Right? Absolutely. I love the analogy of the of the video game. And, um, you know, when we think that energy flows where our attention goes, you know, where we place it, that is where it's directed. You know, you place your hand on your heart your energy, you know, in releases endorphins, you know, all of that, if we put the energy on I know, watching the news five hours a day, <laughs> um, <clears throat> that's what, you know, we're ending up living in fight flight mode. And that's when we can't think, it's like an attack on thinking. Um, we can't we can't be with the divine part of who we are. Um, you know, and I love that, I'm trying to think who said it, I don't think it was Lao Tzu, it's like the quieter you become, the more you hear.
0: Yes,
1: I have found that
0: myself as well. But you're hearing the messages that are coming from within, rather than all of the sort of messages being fed at us from the external world, whether it's from, you know, society at large, or from even the people that are closest to us in our life, and who love us, Mm. you know, they they want the best for us but sometimes that doesn't always necessarily mean that it's what is right for us and who we are and what's in alignment with the person that we are
1: meant to be in this physical existence or in this sort of life absolutely and what well, as you're saying that just remind me you know i mean my a big part of my message is meant for more you know that yeah. we about owning our power and our sovereignty um, and I think that's a big thing I've got from this awakening because ultimately that's what happened is I had a spiritual awakening. It's taken me a while to say that, but I had a spiritual awakening from my um and that was part of the transformation. And um we need that um, you know, to to kind of more connect more fully, like you say, to our higher self. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: So many of us go through spiritual awakening and don't, um, feel comfortable, I would say, or, um, yeah, we have, we have these ideas of what a spiritual awakening is. And so many of us feel like what we've gone through isn't a spiritual awakening because it doesn't look, um, Like your typical spiritual awakening like everything was done with like grace and ease and you know you're this perfect being that um you know is always 100 you know vibrating at a high frequency or always 100 feeling grounded like the reality is that that's what a spiritual awakening is all about is going through the ups and downs and the roller coasters Of that journey. And it doesn't have to look perfect all the time, or it doesn't have to look like you know, you've gone off and you've become, you know, a monk or a Buddhist and you're meditating all day, every day for your, you know, your whole entire life. That's not necessarily what a spiritual awakening looks like. And so many people feel like because their journey doesn't resemble that, that it's not necessarily an awakening. And I would argue to say that you know as long as you're being called to go on an inward journey
1: that is what the spiritual awakening is about it's messy I don't think I mean I don't really trust the whole idea that it's like this kind of zen floating on a cloud 100% of the time I uh I personally don't think that that's the case um it's sometimes hard work a lot of stuff comes to the surface that you know we're here in this school called life aren't we to learn and become more aware and awake and and shared all the stuff from I know if you believe this the past lives and even this life and, and traumas and all of that and it's not a sitting on a cloud in the lotus position for the best part i'm not saying that that's not part of it and then i think we get into the shadow side of spirituality if we for those who you know that promote not saying those who promote it but if that's what we start saying it is then I think it's a bit the bit of the shadow side I think of the whole spiritual I don't know what you want to call it <laughs> out there is that there it isn't always love and light although love and light is beautiful and part of it yes absolutely but there
0: is just like everything in our world there's a duality right where there's love and light there's also the shadow and those two come in hand hand in hand and i think for people to really appreciate or or understand what that looks like what the journey looks like is we have to get through the shadow and that sort of darker sides of us and those darker parts of us for us to be able to see the light and for us to be able to come out on the other side, we first have to embrace and go through the shadow. It's, it's the only way that we can appreciate what the light is is because we've gone through those darker sides or we've gone through that darker period and we've had to confront and face those darker sides of us or those shadow parts of us.
1: totally agree and for me i think this is my personal view it's like that you know uh, i think you say a closet we'd say wardrobe in the uk so it's like when you're a little kid or whatever it's like oh what's in the back of there or you know at night you feel a bit scared and if we just keep keep it closed it becomes bigger than it actually is and more often than not when we open the closet and we start to take the things out in our own time gently with ease and grace, then it's often more often than not as scary as we thought it would be. And um, it's not to say that there won't be things that (laughs) knock you off your feet sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Um, And that's why we need to pace ourselves and have support in place. So I think this is the part where I want to say support in place at different key points is so key. Whatever that is, whether it is a... health practitioner a therapist a coach or something like that to help and what i didn't say earlier that i kind of lost my thread was the meant for more message for me is also about us choosing because we're all meant for more and it's about a decision and some for some of us or some points we might decide actually no i just want to coast at the moment or you know it is a decision we are and we all have different things from our past whether we're from a marginalized group whether we've had different traumas childhood traumas or whatever it is we may feel that we're a late bloomer which is what i've often felt and myself um but you know we get to a point where we begin to unpack it all in that supportive space so that we can emerge more fully that beautiful soul that we are. That's what I think.
0: Yes, I couldn't agree more. Having support is so key. It's so important. Um, it, it Not to say that it, it um, makes the journey um, less sort of, painful in any way and and not to say that it is always painful but you know when when you have that guidance and support it it brings a little bit more ease into the experience it um also gives you a different perspective because far too often we're really um you know sort of stuck in our own views point of view or our own mindset and i i personally found that it was through speaking with different Practitioners or different um, experts in the field that really helped to shape and and open up my own perspective to look at my life in a different way, and so you know I, I certainly couldn't have done it alone <laughs> without without the help and the support of you know key people in my life that helped me sort of move forward and and
1: you know take that next leap in my life. Oh yeah, I could you know we are. It's so important that whether it's family friends professionals it's asking for help is, is a big part isn't it and some some people that's not easy
0: it's not oh. easy to
1: ask for help. Mm-hmm. um in different ways i've found that easier as time's gone on but i just would say that you know if you're asking the right people and you'll know who they are because they're the people who show up for you yeah. often people love to help and they yeah. you know Hey, we, you know, more often than not, will, and we can't do it alone. Absolutely can't do it alone. Yeah, I certainly couldn't have got to where I am in my life without people around me. You know, we are pack, pack animals. Really, aren't we? We thrive in communities. That's
0: that's what makes humans and this human experience so beautiful. Like we we do come alive, and we. You know, I think we can excel so much more when we are in a supportive community than when, you know, the world is the way it is these days, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, it's interesting you say that because something just, just arose was, um, for me, uh, I meant to say earlier, is that whole thing that of a life shock is that we can have our own individual life shocks, but there are collective life shocks. And we, 2020, um say no more (laughs) Um, was a collective the biggest collective life shock i think of most if not all of our lifetimes and within that collective life shock we of course then have the 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 double the duality of our own individual response to that so just want to express that um and it can trigger old wounds as well and I think for me, there's certainly uh, in 2020 that I, uh, uh, that it kind of brought up stuff for me that, and that came back in a different way, if that makes sense. Because yeah. sometimes we deal with things, don't we? You think, okay, that's done, <laughs> done and dusted. And I, I'm a real believer that now I said about the linear is like, you know, if you think about the Fibonacci spiral that this whole planet is, and nature is formed out of, I think that our experiences are like that too in that we might visit something on that spiral in one way and then we come back another way i know a year two years three years later and i really believe that happened for a lot of people with what's happened in the world that obviously the repercussions are still going on for for many people all of us in different ways does does that make sense that what i'm saying
0: Uh, yes, absolutely. And I think we were talking about this earlier before you know we started our call that um I I also think that every time we are sort of leveling up in our in our experience in this human experience that we are we are sort of faced with having to revisit some of those previous challenges that we've worked on. and I think that's part of the lesson in 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 just, Sort of confirming or affirming that we've healed, we've healed past that experience and that we are truly ready to take the next level. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of those old belief systems or patterns or traumas, you know, do come to the surface at different points, even though we've done a lot of healing or done a lot of work around some of those issues, that they come to the surface again to almost. I I take it like it's almost for us to revisit and confirm that, yes, we are over this. We are past the situation so that we can take our life to the next level. And I feel like, you know, 2020 was an opportunity for many, um, but I think that we go through this at different points in our life over and over again. And I think it's just, uh, you know, sort of, the divine the creator god just checking in with us to say you know you're ready are you ready to level up are you ready <laughs> to take the next step if you're ready yeah. then let's look at this first and make sure that this isn't you know <laughs> <triggering
1: them again." laughs> so absolutely and it's like that I, I love that what you're saying there because it's like that leveling up and when we revisit it it's it's on a it depends how you see it. it's like a a deepening of it yes we learned that lesson yes we work through that but there's, it tends to be more stuff there, right? And I just, yes. and how I see it also is some of this stuff is challenging to work through, of course, but the rewards are so great when we're, we're lightened and we see clearer. Um, and I know my relationships are deeper and deepening, and, and I often feel that if we don't face these things, that it's, we're left with the unlived life and that is not a place where we... It's actually made me feel quite moved by that sense of the unlived life. We might think we're protecting ourselves by staying small and, you know, not going there. But actually, we don't just stay stagnant, do we? we if we don't look at stuff, it actually compounds. And I'm not trying to say this to scare anyone <laughs> at all because I, I've been there myself. But rather that if we know that we can broach it little bits at a time we don't have to plunge straight in and sometimes that can be re-traumatizing but you know if we could just go near and nibble away at the edges even you know (laughs) Um, because the the gifts are great it is challenging to do at times but the rewards are immense and to get to the end of life um, i think that's what it brought up for me with my life shock that waiting for results was Gosh, if this is it, am I really happy with right. where, how it had panned out and making decisions from then? Right. Yeah. And is really
0: what you want your life to be about? If this is if this is it, if this is, you know, the end, is have you been living your life in a way that brings mm-hmm. you joy and satisfaction and makes you feel fulfilled? And and you know, that you you can say if this is your time or if this is that moment that you are mm-hmm. the Reflect back and say you know i lived a good life or i made an impact or you know i changed people's lives if that's the case you know great but if 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 that's not how you can look back on your life then maybe that's the sign that life needs
1: to change oh can i share something it's not to do with this life shock i've just had but it just feels really poignant for me right now and that is when we make sometimes we make that leap And it feels scary, but we know that it's the right thing to do. I, um, 20 years ago, um, when I met my husband, um, before that, I'd gone through a huge phase of thinking, I'm going to be on my own, I'm never going to meet anybody. And, um, you know, I just didn't, this is quite a few years ago now, right? So things have changed, but I felt quite unlovable and all of that. And all of that. and. And by making a leap, um, I actually left a um, religion that I belong to, I won't go into that now, just time. But, um, and by doing that, I felt, gosh, isolated and whatever. And, it, and a couple of months later, I actually met my husband, who, and we've been together and, you know, all the things, <laughs> that we're really happy together. And, you know, of course, we've had our challenges. I'm not painting the perfect picture, but we are really happy together and I think that was one another point in my life is where you take a calculated risk is that that the universe will pay that back you know I hope that feels better but it did to me because it just felt like I you know there were so many years I just thought oh gosh I'm never going to meet anybody I'm not going to you know and that that can change when we take that that leap yes
0: and I think, you know, what what we don't realize and what we're not taught is that everything we want in life and out of life and even more, because I think sometimes we can't conceptualize or visualize how grand and abundant and beautiful this life can be because, you know, we always see so much um, devastation and, you know, war and Poverty, and we see so much negativity on the news on a regular basis that we don't have full appreciation for how grand and beautiful this life can actually be. Oh, yeah. But I think that when you do embrace the journey and when you do go on the journey, that it starts to open up your life in like beautiful ways that you could not have conceptualized or could not have conceived mm. but it it takes going it takes sort of going on that journey and being brave enough to face those challenges along the journey because the the, the reality is that there are going to be challenges that are that we're going to face that those challenges are meant to help us grow and evolve and keep going forward and if we're committed to that process and committed to the journey then you know as we sort of mentioned already like what comes out of it on the other side of it is so beautiful that we can't even really conceptualize what it can be we think we have ideas we think we have uh you know these hopes and dreams of what it can be but we don't truly know what it is until you've embarked on the journey and, and made the commitment to continue on the journey despite the challenges and despite the the things that come up along the way.
1: Absolutely. There's that, um, you know, when you think about it, we there are so many beautiful times we have in life. But how much do we really learn from those? We do, we can have lessons and the I really, you know, that beautiful day out and a beautiful night and it really noticed this or that or the other. But by and large, the, the greatest lessons and kind of being more catapulted forward come from the challenges and that is the reward. That's how the universe works, right? Yeah. Something just to add there, which I think is absolutely key in my opinion. And that is when you're going through the challenges, that to bring in the light-hearted, you know, there've been times where, you know, I've, I've been really difficult things happening, and you, you have to laugh, you know, um, bring in the, the self-care, the self-love in its obvious forms, but even like making some time and space just to watch a comedy, or, you know, and I don't mean to make light of what, the individuals going through of course we're still going through it but we don't have to sit in that the whole time we need some brevity um i think that's the word um just yeah so that's how i feel about that and that's why you know i think laughter is huge medicine i mean really fun adventure is um and laughter all the way (laughs) i love that um
0: What was the best advice you received while you were going through this process?
1: There's a few things that spring to mind and I mentioned a couple of them. One is what I said earlier, don't be so hard on yourself. Be loving and generous. Treat yourself like you would a a new little puppy or a child. You know, particularly when you're going through a traumatic time or a challenging time, that's one. And then I'm a, I'm a big lover of mind, a lot of what I classify as mindful poetry. And. um. And I've got a lot of insights from that, Um one of my favourites is Always We Hope by Lao Tzu, um, which is on about the inner journey, not going out, but going in and um, go in and in by Dana Folds, who's a yoga teacher. But um, so it's interesting where advice comes from, it can sometimes come from you get a repeated comment that people are observing about you in a loving way, such as be kinder to yourself, Liz, or whoever you are. And also through the arts and through nature. And I think nature just looking out my window now, and it's not quite come out yet, but there's a magnolia tree out over there, a massive one. And It's that sense that even in the winter, we look out that we're coming out of winter, we've kind of, we've had in bulk, we're going more towards spring. And it looks as if not a lot's going on out there. You know, the leaves, haven't most of them haven't come back yet. And there's buds on the, you know, little buds, but there's a lot going on underground, you know, and it's it's getting all the energy into bursts forth. And I think one of my greatest lessons uh, and teachers Has been that whole cyclical nature piece, where we we can't always be in that up, creative, abundant place of the bloom of the rose or the bloom of the magnolia. But that's not to say that all the other seasons, they have their merit too, and we will come back to that blooming magnolia tree again. Yeah, that's so
0: important. I love that. Yeah, thank you. That's. I, I, you know, that's something that I've been learning myself through this journey is that everything is cyclical and to expect that, you know, we're always going to be happy or we're always going to be sad or we're always going to be in whatever state we're going to be in is not realistic. And we have to understand that, you know, as life sort of ebbs and flows we do too with our emotions and our our sort of well-being not our well-being but our our sort of mental state of being is that we go through those ebbs and flows ourselves and we have to allow sort of space for when we are in that Mm -hmm. ebb and we need to sort of go inward um to reflect to grow to learn so that when it's time to be in the flow again that we are coming at it from a different perspective or we're coming at it from you know with a, a new lesson learned or um you know being at a sort of higher level of consciousness or whatever the case may be but we do need to go through the the sort of the cyclical part of this human experience because it it's not just found in nature it's found in
1: ourselves as well yeah yeah and we are nature i mean that's when i say nature i say yeah every i'm thinking actually of the kind of hermetic principles which is how i see the governance of this universe right so you know you mentioned the polarities and which is is one of them right and then as above so below as within so without you know all those principles um and you know the whole cause and effect all of that and i think and this is a big mindfulness part is is if we always expect things to be different which is our tendency as humans we will always be dissatisfied and it's about that sense of acceptance that being in the moment being open to the moment being present not for a future reward or a past anxiety but if we can just live in this present moment which is all we actually have and not wishing it to be different which isn't always easy right 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 but that is where life is experienced yes yeah yes i love that um well what what would be sort of
0: your advice for someone who might be going through you know a bit of a life shock or a major sort of uh transformation in their life what what little piece of advice that you might have that can help them navigate the process and sort of come out on the other side yeah okay
1: i think there are stages that i've kind of said along the way um just some little bits are It's always coming back to yourself getting grounded is the first thing i would say to anyone however you see that just coming back to yourself using the body using the breath using nature using the tools um also your community and um you know we're not an island that you know it's a cliche for a reason <laughs> you know we need help from other people um and that you are a sovereign being and after you whatever you're going through is coming back to yourself for me it's always that you can you know help people to, people can help you to get there through questioning and all the rest of it. But you are a sovereign being, you're a beautiful soul. Each of us are. Um, And just, yeah, just coming back to that and being as generous and kind and compassionate towards ourselves as we possibly can in those, I'm talking to those early days. and one thing that I didn't touch upon, which I think is important, is shame. I actually was surprised that when I had my mast- my mastectomy, I felt really shameful. Um, you know, my body had let me down. I you know how my body looked at that time. It doesn't now. I've had an incredible reconstruction. It's beautiful in my opinion. <laughs> um, but the reason I'm saying that is that is to come you know is that importance of just treating yourself like a a, a child in many ways just giving that love and kindness towards yourself and knowing I mean I just mentioned about the reconstruction and I just wondered why did I say that and now I remember why is because to use this as an analogy when I had my mastectomy I was absolutely mortified I was 43 I had a big scar across my chest that was it and know it's a bit brutal, but that was the reality. And I know a lot of women go through that and a lot worse, yet that was my experience. And I looked down at that scar and I, when the doctor took the, the patch off and, and I burst into tears because I never thought I would feel whole again. And it took my, me going through that journey of reconstructive surgery and having a beautiful tattoo, which actually, ironically, is a magnolia and other things and i'm saying that not to be self-centered around this but just to say that something that can feel so tragic so ugly or whatever however you see it and so shameful can be transformed into something beautiful so that's what i wanted to say thank you for
0: sharing that that um and i think we sort of touched upon that earlier but It is, again, those darkest moments that can bring about the beauty in our life. And, you know, thank you for sharing that story. I know it's um, not always easy to to be so vulnerable about our experiences, but I do think it's important that we share these stories with people because so many other women or men are going through their own form of their life shocks and it's so important that they can see that you know because when we're in the thick of it when we're sort of in the beginning part of it we we feel like life is hopeless we feel like we're never going to be able to get out of the situation but it's so important you know for people like yourself to share these stories because it does give people hope and it gives people um, it can help people to see themselves in the experience and to know that you know if it was possible for someone like yourself to overcome it then there's it gives them a little bit of a glimpse of hope that it's possible for themselves as well and that's why I think it's so important you know to share these stories and and to you know be honest about
1: the experience and what you went through yeah absolutely thank you for saying that I appreciate it because sometimes you do that vulnerability creeps in but we need we need to be vulnerable really to heal as well and the big thing that kept coming into my mind was was the piece of you know I think you said what advice would you give is the mantra of this too will pass this too will pass because sometimes it feels like it won't but it will and it will get better yeah yes Well, thank you so much
0: I really appreciate that um, you mentioned earlier uh, about some resources that um, you may have for the community for the group. If you yeah, can just absolutely. tell us more about that, and then yeah. so let us know how we can find you. Um, maybe your website or email address. Yeah.
1: So my website is www. Well, uh, it's Liz L I Z. Liz Keats K A T E S dot com um i think you might share it in the links i'm not sure but, um, I'm on social media um i've got a facebook group um meant for more um instagram and the resources are um i've got a life purpose meditation it's a very gentle inquiry set to some lovely music and then um a workbook which has you meant i've been i've been mentioning as i said of those is in there which can be quite helpful in itself um i also have written a blog about my experience um and that's on my website um it's called (laughs) i'll say it's called the tit is back (laughs) which is in reference to my boob. cut that if you want to um but that whole journey around there and it's kind of got i think it's eight. it's called um the tits back eight lessons learned from a cancer diagnosis, mastectomy and beyond. So it's kind of sharing what I've learned in that process. Um, And I don't know if there was anything else that I had as a giveaway. I do also do um, a masterclass called life shift, life shift, life shock to life shift, it would be good if I got that right, wouldn't it? (laughs) Life shock to life shift. So I think that's everything. I hope that wasn't too jumbled. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: perfect. And I'll I'll be sure to share those links in in the notes as well to, to make it easier for everyone. Um, but again, on that note, I really wanted to just say thank you for being here with me today, uh, for sharing your story. I know there was a lot of valuable um, insights in what you shared with, uh, with us today. And I, I know I have quite a few takeaways for myself, and I'm sure that you know, the community will also uh, will also appreciate some of these takeaways. So thank you again. Uh, I really do appreciate, you know, you sharing the story. And I hope to have you on the show again sometime mm-hmm. when we can talk that. about some other things because I know, you know, we have quite a few similar interests. And mm-hmm. it would be great to sort of dive into another topic and, and
1: learn, learn and grow with you again. Oh, absolutely. It's been absolute joy. And thank you so much heartfelt. Thank you for um, inviting me on here. It's just been absolutely lovely and beautiful. And I've got takeaways as well from our conversation. And yeah, so thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And you made me feel at ease. So that's really nice. (laughs) Thank you. I'm very happy. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you for listening to this transformational episode of Awaken with Carla. I hope you found inspiration, guidance, and some practical tools that you can apply to your own life. As we come to an end of this episode, I wanted to take a moment to reflect on the wisdom that we've gained and the insights that we've discovered together. Remember that transformation is a journey and it takes consistency, effort, and dedication to create the lasting changes. Here are my key takeaways from my conversation with Liz. First and most importantly, and this is something that I struggle with um, even till today and something that I'm learning and constantly uh, trying to improve on is not to be so hard on ourselves. We go through many ups and downs in life and so many times we are our own worst critics that we make our situations worse just by simply how we treat ourselves and how we interact with ourselves if you take a moment to listen to um the thoughts that are sort of going on repeat you'll know what i'm talking about and so one of the things that i took away from this conversation is that i'm not alone in this experience or this journey. It's So many of us that are going through these major life shifts, we are often so hard on ourselves and we need others to remind us that it's okay to not be so difficult or it's okay to not be so hard on ourselves. So I invite you to welcome more compassion, more self-compassion into your own life so that you can start to invite um, more of the healing um, and more of the change because the the harder we are on ourselves, the harder it becomes for us to create those lasting changes. Second thing that I learned, and this was actually more of a reminder for me because I had learned this many years ago, but um, I like how Liz phrased it in the way that, Your word is your wand. And so, if we think of, you know, a magical fairy's wand and how, you know, um, just by waving the wand, we can actually create or manifest anything, that is the same thing that can be said about the words that we use. So, it's important for us to be mindful of our language and be mindful of the things that we say whether out loud or we say to ourselves in our thoughts. So going back to the first point, if you take a moment to think about all the thoughts that are running through your mind, think of the words or or pause and listen to the words that you're using. Listen to the words that you're using about yourself and about others. And that's another important thing to keep in mind is that whatever we say about others, whenever we're casting judgment on others, we're really casting that judgment on ourselves. Because again, our word is our wand. We can create absolutely anything with the words that we utter from our mouth. And so it's important for us to be mindful of the words that we're using. The third thing that I learned uh, from my conversation with Liz, and even from my own personal journey is that the quieter we become the more we actually hear and although that sounds counterintuitive it actually opens ourselves up to connecting with our higher self and hearing the guidance that we need from ourselves and from god or the creator the universe whatever resonates with you When we're constantly tuning in to all the things around us, we're actually creating so much noise in our being that it's actually hard for us to hear what we truly need to hear. And so I invite you as you're going through your healing journey or if you're in the midst of a major life shock and you're not sure of where to go next, invite more quiet time into your life sit in meditation and i know that word can be triggering for people because sometimes it's difficult to sit in a quiet place um but the purpose of meditation is is not necessarily to um not have any thoughts i mean that i think that's impossible for us to do but it's really to just invite that time and space of quietness of of stillness into your life so that you can allow the right thoughts to come to the surface or allow the right downloads to come to the surface and so you can hear those messages and that that guidance that you need in your life in order to take that next step forward whatever that is that may be for you so the more we can invite that stillness and that quiet time into your life the more information we actually get from our higher selves, from God, from the creator, and the more we can actually trust that the steps that we do take going forward are the right steps for us. Again, as you know, I'm always encouraging you to take this knowledge and the inspirations that you're getting from each of these episodes and integrate these into your life. Embrace some of the practices or the mindset set shifts that resonate with you. And more importantly, make sure that you are patient with yourself as you navigate this journey. Remember that healing, self-discovery, Spirituality is a lifelong pursuit, and I encourage you to continue exploring, learning, and growing in your own unique way. If you have any questions or you would like to share your experience, I would love to hear from you. So reach out to us through our website or social media channels, and remember that you're not alone on this journey. We're here to support you every step of the way. Before we wrap up, I wanted to express my deepest gratitude to this incredible guest speaker, Liz Keats. Her wisdom and her experience has enriched this episode and brought us so many valuable insights. If you'd like to learn more from her, I've included her information in the show notes, so make sure to check out those details below. Lastly, and as always, I'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, for being a part of this community. Your support, your feedback, and your engagement means the world to me. And together, remember that we're creating a space for personal growth, connection, and transformation. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your family and your friends, and make sure to leave me a comment or a review below. Your support really does mean a lot to me, and it helps me on my mission to empower individuals to live more fulfilling, authentic, and purposeful lives by helping them to tap into their inner wisdom and potential. Remember, the power to awaken and live your best life lies within you. You have everything you need to manifest your dreams and create a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, keep embracing your journey of self-discovery, nurturing your well-being, and awakening the extraordinary that lies within you. Stay tuned for more empowering episodes of Awaken with Carla. May you find peace, love, and light on your
1: path.